Hello, my love, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Celeste. I'm an astrologer, a modern mystic, a women's empowerment coach, and a military spouse currently living in Fort Lewis, Washington. It is such a pleasure to be here with you. And before I even get started, I want to say thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for supporting my work. You are incredible, and I so, so, so appreciate you. So thank you. And I guess another little tidbit is my voice is very raspy right now. I'm a little bit under the weather, but I'm going with my mantra for this project. It's something that I learned from Natalia Benson, and that is begin anywhere. I'm beginning even when my voice is not 100%, even when I have a little bit of brain fog, (laughs) even when I don't have all the professional tools that, you know, like the biggest podcasters out there have. I don't have a certification for this. I don't have a coach for this. You know, it's like begin anywhere. Begin with what you have. You can collect the coach, the certification, the tools, the resources. You can collect all that along the way. But start now. Begin anywhere. Share Share what your soul is craving to share with the world because there's a reason for that. And you are here for something so big and even bigger than you may even know. And I want to talk more on that at some point as well because getting out of my own way has been a whole journey in itself. And I know that my experience can serve somebody else. So I definitely will talk about that. But... We are beginning anywhere and we are doing this thing. And I wanted to start today's episode by saying, Celeste is a name where if you have known me before, then you may be thinking, well, did you change your name? Like, what's the deal? What, like, is this a persona? Like, what is this? And I'm here to tell you that Celeste Chanel is my soul's name. And in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you how I very mystically, very magically um, found my soul's name and my deepest soul's purpose. And I will also be sharing with you guys today um, all about Leo season and a tarot pole to, to guide you through this Leo season because I personally love Leos. I love this time of the year. And I also have quite a few like really incredible things that are that are coming up. And I'm excited to share it all with you. So let's just get into it. So upon the Cancer New Moon, this past, what was it, Sunday, Monday? I, I actually don't remember now. <laughs> Again, the brain fog is real. Um, but I I was amidst my, or I guess I should say in the midst of my new moon ritual, and I kept hearing in my ear, Celeste, Celeste, Celeste. And I was like, Celeste. And this was also my first experience with Claire Audience. And so at first, I was a little spooked. I was like, who, the, who is talking to me? Like, am I having, am I okay? Am I hearing things? What's going on? But this definitely had a, a greater purpose. So I 
kept hearing Celeste and I was like, am I supposed to like look up at the stars? Like what, what am I supposed to do with this? And I just kept hearing it over and over and over. And so from there, I, <laughs> I sort of like, I sat with it and I tried journaling about what that might mean. And I got nothing. I was like, I honestly have no idea what to do with this. So I finished my ritual and I went to bed and I set the intention Please, please reveal to me what Celeste means. I'm, I'm just so incredibly confused. <laughs> and so I'm going to pause the story right there and take you back to when I was about two years old. About two, probably not even. Um, I'm a Gemini sun, a Libra moon, and a Cancer rising. And so in true Gemini fashion, I started speaking full sentences at seven months old and probably drove my entire family crazy. <laughs> they weren't expecting me to be that mouthy quite yet. <laughs> um, but like I said, true Gemini fashion, here I was speaking full sentences. And amazingly, because I was able to like grasp the complexity of language so quickly, I also have very complex um, memories of even my thoughts at that time. And so I remember this one time in particular that like when I, when I see this moment, I see it from the height that I was at the time and from like my small little body. I must have not been any more than like a foot and a half, maybe two feet tall not quite though. Um, and I remember walking out of, at the time it was, it was like a, a trailer. That's what my, what my parents had when, when they first had me. Um, I remember walking out into the backyard and my dad was in front of me and we were like looking up at the stars and he picked me up. I don't remember any of what he said, or even if he's, if he said anything, he picked me up, put me like over his shoulder, you know? And I remember looking up at the stars and feeling closer to them than I, than I had in a long time. And I remember thinking, that's where I'm from. That's home. And at the same time feeling, but it's safe to be here. And it was like this, a realization for me that it was safe to be here. I'm held here. I'm safe here on earth. And it's, it's funny that that's what I remember. But then shortly after that, I also remember not resonating with my name, which my birth name in this lifetime is Rachel. And I remember just feeling like, oh, that's just not my name. I don't know why I feel this. I don't know what this notion comes from, but I just, I knew that that was not my name. And I kind of rolled with this for many years. Like this, this happened for many, many years to follow. I remember um, at three years old, I asked somebody why they kept calling me Rachel. I remember feeling like it was not my name, just so strongly. I remember making lists upon lists upon lists of, you know, like what my, what my name could be, or like at the time, as I, as I tried to 
conceptualize like what that meant. Um, I remember thinking, oh, well, when I'm of age, I'll just change my name. And so I was still looking at names like, okay, what fits? What's right? Like, what is my name? Could never find anything. And so at about 10 years old, I ended I ended up like putting down the pen, putting down the notebooks and the obsession and just going with Rachel and letting that be my name. And so let's snap back forward to the night of the new moon as I'm going to sleep and I'm setting that intention to to hear and to know and to learn what Celeste was supposed to mean. And so I fall asleep and pretty quickly I go into this very dreamy state and everything just kind of starts like unfolding the entire scene. And first these like evergreen trees come in on the sides and then the sky and I, and I see like the wide open sky and all the stars. There's even a shooting star. I remember that like as it was coming in and then right in front of me, there were three different benches and a bench behind me. And there was wood with a fire in the middle. And the fire, it looked like it had the spirit of a lion inside of it. Like the, the flames all around the sides, they, it was like the lion's mane. And then it had the face of a lion. And it was almost this um, 3D sort of flame and and the face kind of like came out of the flames if that makes if that makes any sort of sense um and i remember just seeing this and being so in awe of it and also noticing the fact that underneath it there were there were logs of wood but they weren't being burnt they were just sitting here under the fire and it was like they were totally unscathed it was like the fire had all the all the passion and the personality and the beauty of of a of a lion which i later found i think i believe is representative of of leo energy um but it had all of those things without any destruction like it was like pure love, if that if that makes sense. And then I stopped looking at the fire and I looked around me and there were my guides. And one of them being my grandmother, which I knew that she was one of my spirit guides because it was her voice that was in my ear um, saying Celeste. And they're all looking at me and I'm looking at them for the very first time seeing them in this much detail. And it was so profound. And so I'm ta- like, I remember just kind of like taking it in for a moment before anybody says anything. And my grandmother says to me, Celeste. And I was like, yes, Celeste, what, it, like, what does that mean? What does that mean? And she says to me, your name is Celeste. Your soul's name is Celeste. And I said, oh my God. And it was just like all of these feelings surfaced for me and I and I remember crying in my dream and I also woke up crying <laughs> but I remember crying in my dream like oh my god yes that is it that is that's what I was missing for all those years that was it and it just resonated so deeply and then she says Chanel and I was like 
Chanel. Like a handbag? Like what? The designer? Like what, what are you talking about? And she said, Celeste Chanel. She said the cosmic channel. And I, I woke up like instantly. It was like the entire scene just dissipated. And I woke up and I was crying and crying. And I looked at the time and I made sure to take note of it because you can look up a natal chart. If you don't know what a natal chart is, it is essentially a snapshot of the sky at the exact mo moment of your birth. And it determines so many things about your soul's trajectory in this lifetime, you know, all the things. We'll talk more about that very soon. But I wanted to look up the natal chart for Celeste Chanel um, as she was birthed into the world. And so I laid my head back down to sleep after writing down the time. And in the morning, I came to my computer, so excited, feeling like I had finally found myself in a really deep way. And I, and I looked up her chart. And sure enough, so Celeste is a cancer baby, okay? <laughs> she was birthed into, the, into my consciousness. Um, at the 29th degree of cancer in the 12th house, which I'm very familiar with 12th house energy, which again, if this sounds like gibberish, we will talk about this more, but um, I'm very familiar with 12th house energy. That's where my stellium in Gemini is at um, in, in Rachel's birth chart. Um, but in Celeste, she is at the 29th degree of cancer, which the way that I interpret that is whenever you're at like the, the very end degrees of a zodiac sign, it's like that is something that you will master. That is something that you will absolutely become a master at. And how beautiful is it that what Celeste will bring to this world is becoming a master at coming home to herself and delivering other women, likely men too, but because of the cancer energy there, I really feel de delivering other women back to themselves, back you know, back to home within within them. Um, so that's so beautiful. But she is also a Leo moon and a Leo rising. Plus, her part of fortune is also in Leo, which is very exciting. But how how beautiful and all of the symbolism that was in that dream and i'm still decoding it i mean like we're pretty freshly off of it um but i'm still absorbing the the codes and the messages that were in the symbolism that was within that dream um and so from that moment on and i'll tell you guys more about her birth chart very soon um but Celeste Chanel was born into the world, and I really feel that as I am doing my soul's work, I get to show up as her. She is she is not only the persona, but I believe that she is my highest self. I mean, like, Celeste Chanel is my soul's name. It is who my soul is. It represents her in the most beautiful, celestial, like, just cosmic way. And it feels really, really good. So I wanted to share that with you guys first and foremost, because how beautiful, how special, and 
especially if you've known me before this point and you may be wondering, well, who the hell is Celeste? Well, Celeste is me. Celeste is the version of me that has touched you deeply if I ever have. Celeste is the piece of me that continues to drive me towards my purpose. Celeste is the piece of me that loves myself so much that I that I get to show up this way and um, loves me so much that I, I refuse to accept anything less than exactly what I want. And, and Celeste is just so, so beautiful. Um, and so I'm excited to bring her to you in, in more ways than I even, than I even know or understand quite yet. So yeah, there's that. Okay. So in my own words, Leo energy is like this. Leo will stand before you and will act as a mirror for you to see all the love that is and has always been within you. And not only that, not only will they help you to recognize it and to see it and to celebrate it, but they will also help you to amplify that love, to amplify that light and to help you to step into your own divine spotlight through that energy, okay? So with that, a Leo's governing planet, yes, it's considered a planet in astrology, um, is the sun. And so Leo energy is, much like the sun, solar energy. It, Leos bring vitality. They bring life to life. And so when we think about the sun, right, the sun does not judge you and, and question whether you are worthy of its light. It simply will shine that light upon you no matter what, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, like, a Leo, just like the sun, is here to shine. And not only to shine themselves, but to be the inspiration and the empowerment and the encouragement to do that yourself, whether you're a Leo or not. And the other piece to a Leo is it's like the Leo archetype is the lion. And so when we think about a lion, or at least when I think about one, I think of this fierceness and this power and almost like a very passionate and kind of sensual energy. And I think the same of a Leo. A Leo will walk into a room and command the respect and the attention of the room without even saying a single word. They have, they have presence to them just in the way that they look. Like they don't even have to say anything before you know that a Leo has stepped into the room. And they love to celebrate. And so it's likely that if you when you do encounter Leos in your life that that you're probably celebrating something or you're feeling very celebrated. Um, or maybe you're celebrating them. Um, but I digress. Leo energy is just so beautiful. And the other thing too is that being around them, it is like experiencing the greatest love you have ever had in your entire life. Um, this 
Typically, Leos are somebody who are going to boldly and passionately not only love themselves, but love you. And like I had mentioned before, it's like, um, you know, if they see you dimming your light in any sort of way, then they're going to call you on it. And they're also going to like pull you into, into your spotlight, into your purpose by celebrating you and by showing you just how special that you are. And just in the same way that they will do that with you, they also like to feel that way as well. And so one way that you can really um, speak to and love on the Leos in your life is by celebrating all the beautiful pieces of them too. And so as we go into Leo season, this is the time to step up, to be bold, and to realize that, you know, if it's going to be, it's up to me. And how can I use my passions and, and my purpose and pursue that powerfully in order to give more love to others and, and in order to bring more love to earth and, and to the collective? Um, and so this is a great time to really look at your inner child, look at anything that has been suppressed, anything like any of the areas of your life where you're still allowing yourself to play small and to, to dim your own light and eradicating that piece of you from the cage that, you know, old programming and limiting beliefs and all these things that, that have been like placed upon it, like I said, to eradicate them and to, to break free and to shine in that light. And so this is a great time to look at your inner child, but also to look at, you know, what were your passions as a child and what did you leave behind because somebody told you that you should, or because you told yourself that you should, um, you know, how can you bring childlike wonder back into your life? Like if you think about a kid, say say a kid that's around, you know, three years old, and, um, you know, if they think of anything, like they may think about a unicorn, they're like, oh, I want a unicorn, I want a unicorn, I'm going to make it happen. And so before they even get the toy, before they, like, before they ask <laughs> if they can have a unicorn, or before they go and try and find a unicorn, they're going to imagine that it's real and they're going to act as if it's real. And maybe they have like one of those horses that's like on a stick, if you know what I'm talking about. I know I used to have them. Um, and so this, this example is literally me. Um, but I remember taking that brown horse on a stick and imagining that it was a unicorn. And here we go with the, with the voice cracking. I told you guys I'm sick. Um, but, I, I would hop on that on that horse and I would ride it around the house thinking that it was a unicorn, thinking that there was a rainbow behind us and that that there were rainbows in the sky and like that there was literal glitter just, you know, coming off of off of my hair and off of off of the unicorn's mane. I mean, like that is Leo energy of like I can imagine anything and I can create it. And so as we go into this, how can you boldly, passionately, and fiercely bring, bring your desires and your vision and your, your passions into your life and like integrate them? How can you embody that right now, even before you have the thing? How can you have that right now? And so 
<laughs> I get so passionate talking about Leo season when like that, that's what it's all about is being passionate and, and pursuing those passions powerfully because it feels so fulfilling. And with all of that, I want to say, you know, keep track of your wins, big, small, no matter really no matter how small they seem, keep track of them and celebrate them. Celebrate failure. There's no such thing as failure, but celebrate even failure because that means that you are going after the things that you want. Be able to celebrate even the things that feel like a setback because you can see now that that's a part of the journey. And man, when I was doing that thing, did it feel good? Like, even if it doesn't work out, like, detach yourself from the outcome and enjoy all the magic that is available to you in the moment. It will not only be emotionally fulfilling, you will feel um, fulfilled, like, when it comes to pursuing your passions and your purpose. Like, that's what just keeps coming up. But um, it's, it's just so, it feels so good. And so in this season, make feeling good your full-time job and love doing it. For real, just love it. Love on the idea that you can have, that you can be, do, and have whatever you want. You can, you can be whoever you want right now. If you're not being the person that is, that is the fullest, highest expression of you, know that you can, you can become that person at any time. And all it takes is a simple decision to be that person or to do that thing or to be that thing. I mean, like whatever it is, just go after that fiercely. Okay. <laughs> that's Leo season. That's Leo energy. I'm actually going to be doing a full report on Leo season and Leo energy, how you can work with it, how you can love on the Leos in your life. And also a little playlist for Leo season as well. Um, and I'm going to be sending that out on Monday of next week. I know it's a little bit late, but I'm just getting all of my email systems together. And so if you look in the show notes, there's a link to sign up so that you can get that. Um, so, you, and you'll get it at the beginning of every Zodiac season. Okay. So I'm very excited about it. And I pray that you are too. Make sure that you sign up so that you can get access to all of those things. Um, and also by signing up, you get exclusive discounts on things like natal chart readings. You'll get it on the different courses that I put out, even on different coaching programs. I mean, like I have so much that's in store for you guys. It is insane. And I know that you're going to love it. So definitely make sure that you sign up for at least the astrological forecast because you will, you will love it. Like I said, that'll be in the show notes. And now let's talk about the tarot pool. So there were two cards that flew out of the deck. I was originally just going to do one card to guide us through Leo season, but two came out and man, are they perfect. So the very first one that came out was the Ace of Cups. And this is kind of like self-love. Okay, it's like this. If you could put a glass full of self-love into your hands and, and you could drink it all up, and then just feel 
absolutely nourished and rejuvenated and amazing, that's this card, okay? So it's like, this is a time to nourish yourself, to heal, to return to the things that you love that make you feel loved. And, you know, also, I would say that it's even an assessment of like the people around you. And I only say this because with Leo season, there's so much of an exchange aspect to it. Leo governs the, um, or represents, I should say, the heart chakra. And the heart chakra, if you don't know a ton about it, I'm just going to say this, is that it's like, it is where the masculine and the feminine alchemize. And so it's where what we give and what we receive alchemizes. So like when we receive it, it alchemizes at the heart. We really receive, you know, we really receive, we appreciate it, we feel the gratitude. And then we we then exchange that and we and we give that love. We we amplify that love by giving it to others. And then we receive that love from others. It alchemizes at the heart and it creates again this exchange and like this flow. And so with that, um, I want to bring up too that this is a great time to look at the relationships in your life um, that make you feel loved, nourished, special, celebrated, all of those things. Um, the people who are very loyal to you, very good to you. And how can you bring more love to those people? How can you support them since they're since they're so supportive and loving with you, how can you bring more love and support to them? And how can you nourish their lives as well? Um, because, you know, even though this is a self-love card, I think that, again, it's very important to look at how we're exchanging that love as well um, and how we're receiving more love. And also, you know, by attending to self-love, we really increase our capacity for receiving love because when we, when we can amplify that relationship with ourselves, we just keep expanding that container. We keep expanding our hearts. And so, I mean, like also with the Ace of Cups, so this is the first card um, within, within the cups and the cups represent emotionality and so there is like an emotional fulfillment to doing this to to nourishing and loving ourselves and so that was you know that was the first thing that came up um oh sorry one more thing that i wanted to mention with that is that when you really attend to yourself in that way it's so much easier and so much clearer for you to see the path and to see um the things that you are passionate about and and how you can bring that into your life more. So then the next card that came out was the three of wands. The three of wands, now like the picture here, it is like a clearing of trees and then very much so like, like the dream that I had actually, well, um, super similar. Um, there's a wide open sky of stars. It almost looks like the Milky Way, like there's some blues and purples. It looks very cosmic. Um, and in this little open um, kind of like a archway that is made out of the three wands. Um, there's some blooming flowers as well. So it's, it's a very beautiful card actually. Um, but the three of wands, this is like recognizing that if we take 
the step, like if we just take the one step, then we're, we're able to see this wide open sky. We're able to see all the possibilities. And also by taking that one step, we're easier able to see the pathway and to see how we get to what it is that we desire. And also with it being like a wide open sky and, and all of that, like if we look at the imagery and the symbolism behind it, it's like the sky is the limit and the sky goes on forever. And so as we relate this to the Leo energy and also to, to the reading as a whole, it's like, okay, number one, how can we love and nourish ourselves and, and also the other people in our lives, but starting with us, and then how can that guide us on our path? How can that open up the sky even more for us? How can that open up even more possibility for us to step into? And then once we arrive there, like, yeah, we may be like we've lived our life up until this point, however we have, but knowing that when we take the first step with that recognition of I can call whatever I want into my life, and if it's going to be, it's up to me again, um, then it becomes so abundantly possible to us. Um, it becomes so clear. We gain clarity by attending to ourselves and to the things that we really love and by taking that first step. Um, and so this is like aligned action. And, um, you know, that's, I guess that's really another thing with Leo season is that this is a time to take action on those things that you love, including yourself. How can you take action on nourishing yourself? How can you take action on nourishing others and celebrating others, celebrating yourself? Because the nourishing aspect is really just like that cancer energy that's still lingering. This is more so like, okay, we've nourished ourselves. We're coming out of this. And now that we have a, a deeper connection to ourselves, how can we bring that to others? How can we step into the light? How can we step into all that is possible? And that is your little tarot reading. <laughs> I hope that that was enjoyable. I hope that that served you. And definitely let me know your, your thoughts. Um, like I said, I will have my contact information in the show notes, as well as the link to sign up for the astrological forecast, which, like I said, is going to be coming out on Monday. So I, I would love to have you on that list. And until next time, my babies, I will talk to you so, so soon. I love you. Welcome to Leo season. Bask in all the love. Celebrate yourself. And yeah, like I said, I'll see you next week.